0: rthk the news at 11 with todd harding tonight's headlines quarantine and isolation periods for covid patients are to be shortened from tomorrow land development procedures are to be streamlined to speed up new building projects and the mtr has identified the part which caused the train to break down on monday morning The government says it will shorten mandatory quarantine and isolation periods for COVID patients and their close contacts from tomorrow. Infected people can have their isolation period cut from seven to five days if their rapid tests come back negative for two consecutive days. The same arrangement will apply to close contacts of COVID patients. Other social distancing measures and the face mask mandate will remain, with health authorities stressing that the local epidemic situation remains serious. The move comes a day after the loosening of COVID rules on the mainland, but Health Undersecretary Libby Lee says it's not advisable to compare Hong Kong's measures with other places.
1: Different places have their own conditions like the healthcare systems, the affordability in the healthcare system in admitting or treating our patients, and also the vaccination coverage rate are different. So we just simply look at the pandemic measures and compare places against places. It's not comprehensive and it's not an objective tool. So what we should do basically is just look at the local situation to judge whether the COVID pandemic is under control or not under control. We should actually adjust our measures according to the local situation.
0: A microbiologist from the University of Hong Kong, Siddharth Sridhar, welcomed the latest easing of local COVID rules but says health authorities could have made the move earlier. We could have done this
2: a few months ago. I don't think it would have made much of a difference in terms of where we are today. And that holds true for a number of policies that we have on the ground, including Leave Home Safe and others. So I think it's a small move towards making
0: life a little bit easier for people who are infected or um, close contacts. The daily COVID caseload in Hong Kong has now reached its highest since March. The number of infections hit 14,373 for the day, among them nearly 800 imported cases. 27 more patients with COVID have died. The government says it's tabling an amendment bill to Ledgeco to streamline land development procedures. Officials say it can slash the time needed to turn plots of land into spade-ready sites from six to four years. Here's Joanne Wong.
1: The Development Bureau also says for large-scale projects, such as new development areas, the time required will be compressed from 13 years to seven. The legislative amendments cover six ordinances relating to land resumption, land acquisition, reclamation, town planning, roads and railways. Officials say one of the proposals is to conduct different land resumption procedures at the same time. The government also wants to shorten the period for the town planning board to submit draft plans to the executive council for approval after receiving feedback from the public. The administration stresses that the time for the public to submit their views will not change. But after the two-month period is over, no additional comments will be accepted.
0: The MTR Corporation says a preliminary investigation has found that a fault in the coupling between two carriages led to Monday's incident on the Chengkwano line. And as Maggie Ho reports, the railway giant stopped short of saying if human error was to blame.
1: The MTR Corporation says it's inspected the train that broke down on Monday morning near Cheongkwano station and submitted an initial report to the government. The rail firm says a faulty part in the coupler between the sixth and seventh carriages triggered the safety system stopping the train. Tony Lee is the MTR's operations director.
3: Based on the preliminary investigation, we identified that at the time of the incident, the fail-safe protection system triggered and stopped the train, and the gangway was found extended due to a energy absorption device inside the cupola was found loosened. And the gangway at the time, including the cupola, was remained intact and in connection
1: State. Mr Lee also says the manufacturer of the component has sent representatives to Hong Kong to help with a probe into the root cause of the malfunction. He did not comment when asked whether human error was involved. Mr Lee added penalties and compensations relating to the incident will be decided in accordance with the MTR's agreement with the government.
0: To the weather forecast, fine. It'll be cool tomorrow morning with a minimum temperature of about 17 degrees in urban areas, a few degrees lower in the new territories. Dry again tomorrow with a high of about 23 degrees and moderate northerly winds. The outlook mainly fine with cool mornings this weekend. Currently 19 degrees Celsius, humidity 76%. You're listening to RTHK. The time's exactly five minutes past 11. Standard Chartered Bank has moved to reassure customers over their personal data after some of the bank's credit card holders complained their card data had been stolen after receiving messages about unauthorised transactions. The bank says only 1% of its credit card holders were affected and that it will start issuing refunds from Monday. Mike Weeks reports. People banking with Standard Chartered flooded its
3: Facebook page with complaints about being unable to log on to its mobile app or get through to its customer service hotline. One of the victims, RY, said he was unable to report a series of unauthorised transactions on Tuesday evening to the bank. I immediately called the SHK hotlines, but no one's picking up. So I locked in the online banking to temporarily disable the card first. Uh, on the next day, I tried to call the bank again, but no one's picking up. So I went to the branch in person, and the staff told me the hotlines were down and credit card issues could not be handled at the branch. To me, this is definitely a serious security issue, and reflected that the bank has no measures to prevent such a data leak. But Standard Chartered insists there was no need for customers to call or rush to access their accounts. The bank said it has sent text messages to alert affected cardholders, adding that it will compensate people for any losses incurred. In a statement, it said so far there's no evidence of personal data leakage and that customers are protected by the chargeback mechanism. The bank said cardholders won't be liable for any unauthorized transactions. The Hong Kong Monetary Authority has urged Standard Chartered to investigate the matter and strengthen measures to protect its customers. It said it has received 348 complaints about unauthorized transactions so far this year. That's up slightly from the 329 reports
0: in 2021. Francis Fong, Honorary President of the Hong Kong Information Technology Federation, says banks need to improve their risk management.
2: There are some risk management that they have to be more sensitive. I think this time because they have already sent SMS to the to the bank user when they got three similar transactions in US dollar for a very small amount. So I think they did what they have to do right now. But in the future, I think they may have to be more sensitive, for example, If they see free assistance transaction on the server side or the bank side, maybe they should not just send an SMS to the customer, but they should stop the transaction and call the customer and see if the customer really doing these transactions or these are from the hackers.
0: The government's been urged to think outside the box in its efforts to clean up Hong Kong rather than just increasing the fines for littering, dumping and illegal shop extensions. As Maggie Ho reports, the call came from a representative of the officials who are responsible for policing such offences.
1: Authorities have proposed doubling the fine for littering to $3,000 and raising the penalties for illegal shop extensions and dumping of construction waste to $6,000 from $1,500. The government said it plans to table the changes to LegCo in the second quarter of next year at the earliest. But Lee Mei-su, vice chairwoman of the Hong Kong Food and Environmental Hygiene Department staff rights union, said frontline staff already face insults or even physical attacks when they carry out prosecution work. And she's worried that the people's resistance will only get stronger when the penalties go up. Ms. Lee told RTHK that the government could consider other options to enforce its clean-up campaign, such as ordering offenders to take lessons on public hygiene. Don't limit your thinking to just one direction. You should enhance publicity and education because area is very inadequate. For example, people who've committed dangerous driving have to take driving improvement courses. People who litter should not only be fined, they should also take lessons on public hygiene. For shops that overspill onto the pavement or public area, Ms Lee said their business licenses should be suspended with the length of suspension based on their track record. Tai Po District Council Chairman Patrick Mo agreed. He said some shops consider the fine as part of their operating cost, and he believes suspending their businesses for a day or two as punishment would be a stronger deterrence. He said this shop problem is quite serious on some streets in his district. Lawmaker Ho Hou Yin told the same radio program that the government also needs to improve town planning so shops or trucks don't have to occupy the road and other thoroughfares when they unload or restock goods. He supported the increase in fines but said this has to come with more frequent inspections and enforcement. If you don't enforce, it is still just a toothless tiger, he said.
0: Turning overseas, Japan's Lower House of Parliament has approved a bill to tighten regulations around donations to religious groups. The issue has been the focus of headlines after the assassination of the former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe in July. The BBC's Nick Marsh reports. Shinzo Abe's killer told investigators that he targeted the former Prime Minister because of his party's connections to the Unification Church. The attacker said it had bankrupted his mother with coercive demands for donations since then, revelations about the church's close ties to the governing party and the treatment of its members
3: have dominated headlines in Japan. In cracking down on the church, Mr Abe's
0: successor, Fumio Kishida, will offer followers, known as Moonies, the chance to pursue criminal claims and compensation, but it will also be seen as an attempt to reverse plummeting approval ratings. The biggest fraud trial in German history is getting underway in Munich, involving the former boss of the disgraced payment company Wirecard. The trial of Marcus Braun and two other former executives is taking place in a high-security courtroom within a prison. From Berlin, here's the BBC's Damien McGuinness. Wirecard was meant to show that Germany could compete with American tech giants. Instead, it became Germany's biggest fraud case. The online payment system launched in 1999 and within a decade was worth tens of billions of dollars and was being touted by the German government as a national success story. But allegations of fraud revealed that billions of dollars on the balance sheet were entirely fictional. If found guilty, Wirecard's former head, Markus Braun, faces years in prison. He says he knew nothing about the fraud. The European Union's Fundamental Rights Agency has urged member states to test the artificial intelligence used in policing and online content moderation for bias that could lead to discrimination. The BBC's Bethany Bell has more details.
1: The agency's new report said that automated hate speech detection was unreliable, with harmless phrases such as I am Jewish or I'm a Muslim sometimes being labelled offensive while abusive content was ignored. The report also tested automated predictive policing models, which it said showed bias developing over time. If the police only go to one area based on predictions influenced by biased crime records, the report said, the police will mainly detect crime in that one area.
0: Prince Harry has repeated accusations of intrusion of privacy by the British media in a new TV streaming series. In the first episodes of the Netflix show called Harry and Meghan, the prince says it's his duty to expose exploitation and bribery. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex have previously raised allegations of racism and of the planting of stories against them. Buckingham Palace has not responded to the claims. This report from the BBC's Sarah Campbell. There will be lots of journalists like me who are watching these episodes looking to see whether there is anything new. Of course, Harry and Meghan have said a lot over the last couple of years, but is there anything new in amongst all this glossy content, these personal home videos? And if there is anything new, the question will be, what do the Wall family do? Do they choose to respond? Which of course they did after the Oprah Winfrey interview. The Queen issued the statement including that what became a quite famous line, recollections may vary. Sport now and the World Cup news and in World Cup news, France defender Ibrahima Konate says there's nothing to worry about with Kylian Mbappe who missed training on Tuesday. He was back out on the grass with teammates yesterday, but defender Kyle Walker has warned that he and the England team won't be rolling out the red carpet from Mbappe when they face France in the quarterfinals early on Sunday morning Hong Kong time. The Paris Saint-Germain forward is the tournament's top scorer, with five goals from four matches. Jack Grealish has played Role from the bench so far for England, but he says the unity in the squad means that's not an issue. You can't be like moping around and and you know, just being a little bit of a what's the word like a bad egg going, Oh, why aren't I playing? You know, I mean, if I don't start, then I want Bakayo or or Phil or Rashi or whoever it is to play well and do well, you know, because we're all in this together and it's a team game, and and that is one thing that we have here. We have massive togetherness, you know, we all get on. Raheem Sterling is to rejoin the England squad before Saturday's quarterfinal against France. The Chelsea player had flown back to Britain on Sunday after a break-in at his family home. Luis Enrique is out as Spain manager to be replaced by José Luis de la Fuente, the country's under-21 coach. Spain were knocked out by Morocco in the round of 16 in a penalty shootout. The Spanish Football Association says it's time to start a new project. A reminder of our top stories tonight, quarantine and isolation periods for COVID patients are to be shortened from tomorrow and land development procedures are to be streamlined to speed up new building projects. The news from RTHK. RTHK,
2: radio free. Heavenly shades of night are falling.
3: and to one and all a very good evening Welcome to 45 minutes of music from a bygone era Not too late if you'd like a song, it's Radio Pete at Gmail We've got a good mixture for you as usual tonight Including Sam Hoy, Nancy Wilson, Ronnie Aldrich, Doris Day
0: And coming up first is Ray Charles Together,
2: Together made up my mind To live in memories Of the lonesome time I can't stop wanting you It's useless to say So I'll just live my life in of, of yesterday. Those happy hours. still make me move They say that time heals a broken heart But time has to steal Since we say so I Said I made up my mind To live in memory Of the lonesome time Sing a song, children I can't stop walking It's useless to say No so I'll just...